Let's see, more mascots, maybe. Before and after, definitely going to unleash... Oh, hello, how are you guys doing? You caught me preparing for the last few episodes of the season. And it is kind of cloudy over here, it's kind of nice over here. But man, writing these last few episodes really makes me feel alive. From Anaheim, it's Saturday night! It's Locked On Anaheim Ducks with your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. Yes, how's everyone doing? Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or Tloppin. Haven't done that in a while, but how's everyone doing on this Saturday night? Where I know most of you are going to be watching the Dodger game. So you can listen to this after the Dodger game, because I'm not going to have this up Saturday afternoon. No, because y'all are going to be getting your barbecues ready. You're going to go to the stadium. You're going to get your Dodger dogs. I know you guys in SoCal are going to watch the World Series tonight. I'm not dumb. But the game should be over by about, oh, 8, 8.30. For those of you that don't actually watch Saturday Night Live at 8.30, You can hear this show because we're going to talk all about the Anaheim Ducks prospects. But before we get into that, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Make sure to rate, comment, subscribe if you have not already. Follow me at StimpyJD on Twitter. Once again, follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show at LO underscore Ducks also on Twitter. Once again, thank you guys for your questions yesterday. They are greatly appreciated. And talking about that just makes me excited because you guys were still asking questions into the offseason. That's very exciting. But we're not going to have another mailbag till the season kind of begins. Because as I mentioned on the last show, we're not going to have a whole lot of new shows coming up. So I'll talk about that again at the end of today's program. First, let's talk about some of the other prospects. The main prospect that I'm going to talk about today is Muy Loco. Sorry, Moy Lucas. I'm sorry. Lucas Dostal. That's what I'm going to be talking about today. Uh, yeah, Lucas is kind of, for those of you that are, I guess, Mexican, I'll say, there is kind of a Mexican candy that's not too bad called Lucas. You have your Lucas Sweet and Sour. You have your Lucas Piña, which is pretty good. You have your Lucas Lollipops, too. And I don't care for some of those Lucas flavors, but some of them are really, really good. And in fact, I might check out the Mexican. There's actually, by my house, a Mexican candy store called Loteria that sells lots of older and newer Mexican candy. And it's called Loteria. They have some really good stuff. Not only that, but they actually have the old Loteria games. They also have the Millennials version of Loteria, or I guess the pop version of Loteria. Why am I talking about that old Mexican game in Lucas Candy? Oh, because Lucas Dostal. Hmm, maybe he could endear himself to the Mexican fans down here by actually having some Lucas and his name being Lucas. But that's the second part of the program. Let's talk about some of the other prospects that are currently playing. One that I saw play last season down at the rinks. And for those of you that were there, you saw him live too. And that was Henry Thrun, who played for the Harvard Crimson last year. He did play down at Irvine at Great Park Ice with the whole... I guess, I, I forgot what it was called, but it was 
Arizona State University versus Harvard. I think it was the Frozen something. It's been so long ago. It was 10 months ago. But during that exhibition, we had those two teams playing. And Henry Thrun was one of those guys. That's a Ducks prospect that people were looking at. He is currently playing, albeit temporarily, at the USHL level, which is kind of a lower league. He is playing for Dubuque, for all intents and purposes. Yeah. So we got our first look at Henry Thrun yesterday in Dubuque. And he started on the first defensive pairing. Uh, his first game out, he didn't do too bad. Uh, he had an assist, one shot, a plus one rating. Uh, Dubuque beat Des Moines 4-1 to one in their opening game. And just from some of the highlights that I saw from Henry Thrun, he looks like he knows what he's doing. He knows his way around the ice. He's very good on that first defensive pairing. Uh, when he was quarterbacking the power play there, he looked better than I thought. He looked better than he did in... When he was playing with Harvard last year. I know 10 months is a long time between watching games of a particular player. But he looked good out there. I thought he was very effective on keeping the puck in. He was very good on the defensive end. But he's definitely a pretty decent quarterbacking type D-man. Once again in that first pairing. He's hovering. He's going to hover on that first and second power play unit for Dubuque. Temporarily, He's only going to play there for a few games before he plays. I don't know where he's going to play next. But I expect Henry Thrun to play a few more games in the USHL in the coming weeks. Then we also had uh, some other games. Timo Nikol. He played for Rogel this morning at the J20 Soldier League. Timo Nikol had an assist earlier today. He's not looking too bad. He's still got some polishing to do. Once again, he was one of the early draft picks in this year's 2020 NHL draft. Not looking too bad so far, but again, a lot of polishing in his end. That And he's got a lot of work to do. I would say he's raw. He's raw. He's only 18 years old. He will fill out. He will get better. He will have better puck awareness. That's the thing that I'm concerned about is puck awareness on today's game. What was kind of leaving something to be desired, I guess, is the best way to put it. Uh, one other that I want to look at, that is Isaac Lundestrom, who's doing pretty well in Alsvenskan, uh, Timra. So far, he's not doing too bad out there. Uh, his team is winning. They're doing very well. Uh, Lundestrom had a plus one rating on the last game. The game before that, he scored a couple of points. So Lundestrom, all told, is looking pretty good on his league, or on this league, particularly on the offensive end. He's getting to pucks. Uh, some highlights of watching him. He's picking up right where he left off with San Diego, is he's getting to the pucks quickly. He's got good awareness. He's looking out for his teammates a lot, which I know is something that the Ducks are accustomed to. They look, they have a lot of playmakers, not a lot of shot takers. Lundestrom still needs to work on that. He needs to find his shot instead of thinking pass first. I know he's a terrific passer and he's had a couple of great assists so far this season. I get that. But he needs to be more aggressive on the offensive end and think shot first. But that's something that I've said about him in the recent past also. So again, those are some of the other prospects 
to look out for playing overseas right now because we're not going to have much hockey playing over here right now except for the USHL and some select areas. But without any Ducks hockey for the rest of the year, this is pretty much all we're going to talk about is just prospects. That's pretty much it, which is partially why we're going to have a break fairly soon. And speaking of breaks, we're going to head into the first intermission. But first, let's talk about a new book coming out. From the best-selling authors of The Daily Stoic comes The Ultimate Stoicism Guide to Success, Resilience, and Virtue to Accept What You Cannot Control and Adapt to What You Can. Sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using Stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how, or how the puck bounces. It's about what you did to adapt. Lives of the Stoics, the art of living, from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius, is available now wherever books are sold. Once again, that is Lives of the Stoics by Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman in bookstores now. Coming up after the first intermission, we're going to go in-depth talking about Lucas Dostal. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, presented by Built Bar. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we're really going to go in-depth here. For those of you that really want to know about some of our best Ducks prospects, this is the show for you on this Saturday night. Yeah. All right. So the main focus of today's podcast is going to be someone that we've talked about here and there throughout the offseason. And that is Lucas Dostal. If you guys recall, Lucas Dostal was a third round selection. He was selected 85th overall by the Anaheim Ducks two seasons ago. He's currently playing for Finland's top pro league Liga L-I-I-G-A and is playing for the Tamparin Ilves. That's spelled I-L-V-E-S and Tamparin. Yeah, uh, try saying that three times fast. So Lucas Dostal is only 20 years old. He's playing out in Finland and doing a stellar job in Finland's top league. And I also have some great insight from Catherine Silverman, who's been on the program a couple of times. Uh, she gave some insight to there and I will be uh, reading that out for you all. So once again, huge, huge thank you to Kat Silverman for some of her brilliant analysis. She does a fantastic job over at Elite Prospects. So definitely check out her work at eprinkside.com. Uh, once again, she does a great job covering the goalies overseas and goalie prospects. So... Let's talk about the games that... Actually, let's talk about Lucas Dostal himself. Once again, he's only 20 years old, born on June 22nd, 2020. He just turned 20 over the summer. He's 6'1", about 160. He's going to fill out that lean, skinny frame. Despite that, he is extremely mobile. And we'll get more in-depth on the second part of talking about Lucas Dostal. So, he's played pretty well in the recent past last season or rather last year in Liga he had a 928 save percentage and a 1.78 goals against average 
yeah, those numbers are no fluke. And even going back as far as maybe, let's say, the World Junior Championships, he played on the WJC's last year for the Czech Republic, if you guys remember that. And he was very stellar on the WJC's as well. Last season, or rather last year, on the WJC's, he posted a very good save percentage. I don't remember what exactly the save percentage was, but it was very good. He was very impressive overall on the WJC's. I'm sorry, here we go. Uh, He had a goals against of 125 in last year's WJC's and a save percentage of 9 Five seven. This is the 2018 World Junior Classic or World Junior Championships, and that included some great saves against Team USA. Last year, those numbers went up a little bit, but again, Czech Republic is still a good, solid WJC team for what it's worth. So far th- this year, oh boy, this year for Liga, he has played six games. He's won five of them. He's the top three. In win percentage, he's the top three in save percentage with a 940 save percentage. He has 167 saves. He's 5-1 so far this season and a 1.51 goals against average. That is very impressive numbers. A little bit more about Lucas Dostal. He's expected to come into North America fairly soon. Uh, We'll talk more about that with... Catherine Silverman's analysis in a brief second. He's got a lot of potential. He's only 20 years old. He's only 20. It makes sense for Dostal to play in the AHL either this coming season or next season. Yeah, the Ducks management is salivating at this one. They're salivating with the fact saying, oh, we want him. We definitely want him. Yes, the Ducks are still looking for a backup goalie because... Gibson needs that backup. Stolarz could be a backup. Dostal could be a decent backup for the goals and work his way into that starting role for the San Diego goals at some time next season. But looking forward from that, here's how he's done so far this season. And we'll go to some of the games looking forward. He's played six games. We're going to go all the way back to October 2nd. I'm going to go game by game here. October 2nd, he started. He had a 2-1 victory over Saipaw. He stopped 28 out of 29 shots on goal. It was almost a shutout, but a late goal with a couple of minutes left with a goalie pulled brought Saipaw to within one, and that was a crash the net. Not much that Dostal could do. When you have 6 on 5 and it's a late goal like that, those kind of goals can happen. So he almost had a shutout. Then the following day, he started again over the IFK Hockey Club, and he almost had a shutout there too. He stopped 33 of 34 shots on goal and was very solid in net in a 3-1 victory, but that was not the best moment of the game. And once again, thanks to Kat Silverman for having this on her Twitter. Once again, follow her at Kat M. Silverman on Twitter. Uh, She has this with some deep, you crash my net, you stay there energy. And I mentioned this on the last podcast where a player from that club crashed the net and stayed there. Dostal moved to his left as the player was inside the net and did not let him out for a few seconds. Yeah, it was a very hilarious moment. Good for a laugh. 
he's done very well in that league so far. And just having that lighthearted moment, I will admit, it made me laugh when I saw that live. I was like, yeah, this goalie has an attitude. You sit your butt down in that goal and you stay in there. You gotta love the balls on this kid. You gotta love the attitude he has. This kind of energy saying, oh, no, you don't. Uh Uh-uh, no, you don't. You gotta have a bit of an edge if you're gonna play goalie. And I love that. So then we go into the following week, October 10th. He had a couple of, or he had one game off. And once he came back, a little bit of rust there. He gave up one softball goal in that game, which is not a good look. In a 4-2 loss to Cuckoo. Uh, He stopped 29 of 32 shots. One of those was an empty netter goal by Cuckoo. So he only allowed three goals in on that loss. That was his only loss of the season so far. He hasn't lost since October 10th, two Saturdays ago. October 16th, he came back strong with a superb 26 out of 27 effort and a 4-1 to victory over the Pelicans. It was about his glove on this game. He made a couple of fantastic glove saves. He's got a good glove. That is going to be one of the biggest things for him is his glove and his quickness. That thing is fast. If you have anything coming on that glove side, he will likely stop it. So once again, only allowing one goal. Notice, on the three victories, he only allowed one goal. And the pattern would continue the following game, October 20th. A 4-1 to victory over TPS. He stopped 24 of 25 shots. But the save of the game, by far was an acrobatic rebounding save on Alex Jantalan. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Jantalan. Yeah. Uh, He had a surefire goal, a lot of empty net. So Lucas Dostal went to his left, kind of overcompensated a little bit, got a great save, but a very juicy rebound to Alex. And he put it right on net, and Dostal lunged to his right, got it with his blocker, and had the save of the game by far crown him the king of that game. That was a miraculous save he put on. Highlight worthy. And that helped lead the Ilvis Temper to a 4-1 to victory. Then yesterday, the reason I waited till this morning was to see if he was going to play Saturday. He did not. And this is kind of a hilarious uh, text moment between myself and Kat, where I kind of jokingly said, yeah, with him starting on Friday, should I safely assume he'll likely have tomorrow off? And I'm going to quote what she said, quote, oh, geez, in Finland? Not necessarily. It It's best, depending on how healthy the other goalies are. But, you know, he's done well with them in the games, and he could play back-to-backs almost every week. You never know. And, of course, I'm thinking, this is just like the ECHL days. I remember those days. You had goalies starting two games in a row constantly in the ECHL. You still have goalies starting back-to-back games. If you have that hot of a goalie, you're going to try to get him back-to-back as much as possible. But, of course, that didn't happen today. He didn't play today. He had the day off. So, yesterday, by the way, Barrett Hayton, the prospect from the Coyotes, he joins the team. They have a 5-2 victory over Tapara. He stopped 27 of 29 shots. 
So once again, that brings them to a 5-1 and one record so far this season. Very impressive thus far in this young season. Some upcoming games for possibly Lucas Dostal. He has a game on the 27th. That's a Tuesday. And then there's a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. That is Halloween Eve and Halloween. One against the Eagles and one against Kalpa. K-A-L-P-A. So those are some of the games coming up. And I'll be sure to update with highlights on that. If we have any Dostal highlights, I'll be sure to forward those on the LO underscore Ducks Twitter. But those are the games that he's played so far this season. Overall, four of those wins, he's allowed only one goal. Yesterday, he allowed two goals, but you know they were ahead by so much. He let one in late, and it almost didn't matter because they were up by three goals at the time. Yeah, it didn't matter. It was it was late. I think it was five to one actually. So they're up by four, in fact, and then cut down to three. But whatever. And for the record, this one went final a few minutes ago. The Eagles beat Ilvis four to two. So, hmm, Dostal doesn't play, they lose. Hmm, we might see some more back-to-back soon. I anticipate Lucas Dostal playing on Tuesday and either Friday or Saturday of this upcoming week. And then they have a week off after that where there's going to be no hockey. They have a break after that, which ironically is when we're going to have our break here on the podcast as well. Uh, Just also, also, before we head into the break... Uh, Ilvis, they are second in the league as far as the standings go. They have 18 points in nine games. They are in second place just behind Luko. Right now, they are very well in the playoff picture as far as the Finnish league goes. So we could see a lot of action from him this coming year. Uh, the season does end in March, so we got a long way to go. And that's assuming... He does not come to North America this year. We'll talk about that in a second. But let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. They are back and better than ever. They're more marshmallowy, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. And made with 100% real chocolate, by the way. Most flavors are made in a nut-free facility which is very important to those of you with a nut allergy they have great flavors for you such as cherry barcia double chocolate and my favorite cookies and cream it is so freaking delicious so if you want to check out built bar for yourself go to builtbar.com enter promo code locked on and get 20 percent off your next order of built bar once again that is builtbar.com Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land that tastes like a candy bar. I'm going to have one of those myself. And coming up, we'll have a little bit more insight on Lucas Dostal. Stay locked in. <laughs> Welcome back to the spooky edition of Locked on Anaheim Ducks. I am Jason J.D. Hernandez talking like Dracula. Ha ha ha, I'm only kidding. Alright, welcome back folks. So a little bit more on Lucas Dostal before we are off on this Saturday night. So I asked Kat Silverman for a little bit of insight on this. 
And if you want to check out her work once again, check out her work at eprinkside.com. She's a columnist there. She covers goaltending like nobody's business. So she had an article recently ranking the NHL's 15 best goaltending prospects. And she did a fantastic job on this. Of course, number one ranked, she had Igor Shesterkin from the New York Rangers. That guy is fantastic. He's already had time in the NHL, or rather in the AHL. So Igor Shesterkin has had time in North America. But ranked number 10 in the NHL's 15 best goaltending prospects. There he is, Lucas Dostal. And he's got some fantastic rankings for his part. His skating, by the way, these are ratings from 1 through 9. His skating is ranked as a 7. His transitions ranked as a 6.5. Hands ranked as a 7. The only thing, tracking, 4.5. Post, 3. That's his biggest weakness. And I'm going to quote just a little bit from this article uh, with her permission, which I asked. So once again, thanks to Kat Silverman on this one. Lucas Dostal is a Czech-developed goaltender playing in Finland as an Anaheim Ducks prospect, and Anaheim status as a current non-contender combined with the existence of John Gibson already on their roster made it all too easy for Dostal to slip through the cracks this year. That is completely 100% true. (laughs) She hit that right on the head. Over in Liga, the 2018 third-round pick has been quietly dominating for Ilvis over the last two seasons. They're far from Finland's most formidable defensive powerhouse, and yet he's posted some of the best numbers league-wide since hitting Liga during the 2018-2019 season. I'm going to stop right there because they did have some weaknesses defensively. They look much, much better in defense this year. There was an incident yesterday where one puck slipped right between his pads and one of his defensemen dove in front of the net, almost crossed over the line, and his defenseman saved it just before crossing, and with the puck trickling back slowly, 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 he almost allowed that goal, that little tweener there. So defensively, Ilvis is a better team, and they are becoming a powerhouse this season, vaulting up to number two in the standings so far in this young season. Here's where it gets interesting. His tracking leaves quite a bit to be desired, especially when he's already made the save and is trying to find his rebounds. Well, that was extremely evident on that game that I mentioned, the October, I think, 20th game against TPS. Yes, he's going to let some of those juicy rebounds. And his post work is almost non-existent. But like I've mentioned and like she has mentioned, he's got quick hands. And he's positionally aware enough that he's more than capable of holding his own in the league he's currently in. Uh, Something else that she mentioned to me, and I'm just going to quote from what she said. Quote, He'll need to improve some of those tracking and post-related weaknesses when he hits North America. But his performance to date particularly given the fact that he's allowed just two goals in his first two games of the season to kick things off, suggests that he's probably more than ready to graduate to a higher level of competition. End quote. That is very interesting to say. Uh, So I asked her if she thinks that he's going to come this year. And here's what she said. She said, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in North America by next year. 
talking 2021, the calendar year. She thinks he could have a chance to come to North America this season if there's a season because he has been that good. He's been excellent. Again, top three in the league in save percentage. Top three in the league in goals against. When you have numbers like that, it's going to open some eyes. It's going to raise some eyebrows. The antenna is going to go up, boing, just like that. And I would expect him to really polish his game even more in North America. But something interesting that he said, and I could not come up with the word for this last time I talked about him. And Kat said this perfectly. He's working on making his lateral movement a bit more economical and accurate. But he's quick and he's doing a lot better with that control. And I couldn't come up with the word economical for some reason. But his movement, he is fast. His lateral movement is very good. But like I've mentioned, he overcompensates. He goes a little bit too far outside the crease. And he'll have to make the acrobatic play. That's something he has to work on. He has to stay more within his post. More within his net. Or maybe that's his MO and he likes making the more acrobatic, exciting saves. It's worked so far this year. But that's going to be the biggest weakness that he absolutely has to work on. Is his post game. So once again... Thanks to the brilliant insight from Catherine Silverman on that one. And I'm going to toss up a link to that article. So if you want to check that out, check out the article ranking the NHL's 15 best goaltending prospects. If you have Elite Prospects Premium, I highly, highly recommend checking out that article. It is fantastic. And I'll even show a little bit of the Locus Dostal portion of it on the podcast, on the link just below on Twitter. All right, that's going to do it for this Saturday night special. Thank you all so much for listening. If you guys are more curious about prospects, go ahead and shoot me a line at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. Even if I'm not able to answer any questions you all have about prospects, we definitely have plenty of sources that we can ask questions about we we have the sources so if you really have any questions let me know i'll forward those questions over and be sure to get some great responses for you guys on upcoming podcasts and once again as i mentioned yesterday the show is going to take a little bit of a breather starting next week it'll officially be the end of quote season one unquote of this podcast And it has been a fantastic season so far. And we're going to come back fresh with near daily episodes at some time next month. Don't know exactly when, but we are going to be on break for a while because there's really not much hockey news to get going. And like I mentioned before, Elvis is going on a break partially in November. So they're not going to have any games either. So with the lack of hockey going on, there's not going to be a whole lot going on. There will be a couple of extra episodes here and there. There's going to be Hockey Jeopardy. That's coming up very soon. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. We'll have some more crossovers coming soon. So yeah, just stay tuned for all of that. And once again, thank you so much for your continued support. Thanks for continuing listening to this little podcast here in Southern California. It is greatly appreciated. And I thank each and every one of you for listening. If you want to hear this podcast... Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. And if you're hearing my voice right now, hey, you guys are awesome. 
Thank you. If you want to follow me on Twitter, at StimpyJD, follow the show, at LO underscore Ducks. Make sure to subscribe, 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 and give a five-star rating if you haven't already. I'd greatly appreciate it. Yeah, let's enjoy the weekend, everyone. Uh, Let's continue watching those classic Anaheim Ducks games on Prime Ticket. And let's also enjoy the World Series because we have the Dodgers that are two games away from winning the World Series. It is Southern California. It is Dodger fever. So if you're a Dodger fan, go Dodgers. If you're not, well, root for them anyway. They haven't won in 32 years for crying out loud. It's been a long time. All right. That's a great place to wrap things up for Locked on Anaheim Ducks. This is Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend. Continue practicing social distancing. Wear a mask. Please be kind to everyone. Stay safe. And Ducks fly together.